What's poppin' everybody? It's your favorite host, Amon Reddy and Rohit Kandi from the Set of the Dust podcast. This is an original podcast developed by two young adults to teach and discuss and debate about world events and topics. And for this episode, we have a special guest who is Ashwin. Hey guys, what's up? I am super pumped to be here. Um, I'm just like the creators of this podcast, you know, teenagers having perspectives on, on political events. And I'm super, I'm just super excited to be a special guest here. So, I, okay, know, so I don't know, I'm just ready to get started. introduce yourself and tell us something about you? Or not tell us something about you, but uh, tell us where you're from. Well, uh, I'm from Texas. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all are, Come I on. think. Come on. Right? Yeah, yeah. We are. Continue, Ashwin. Anyway, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. What, what, what else do you want me to say? Um, I'm big into cars. What are your uh, interests? Uh, your interests. I'm huge into, I, I love cars, everything about cars. I'm a very scientific, mathematical, logical Brain. person. Um and occasionally i do like talking about politics and doing the occasional debates that Pretty sounds fun. a lot like our podcast so yeah exactly that's why i'm here <laughs> and the topic for today's episode is black lives matter amon you want to delve into it a little bit so black lives matter was originally a protest to uh to provide more for black rights and for rights of minorities in general. But recently, we've seen it blow into a full-blown movement where you see protests everywhere. You see looting. You see uh, you see online movements. And you see so many people talking about it. And it's really become part of uh, the world right now with current events. Exactly. So it's... And I think that's why we're here. You know, it's important oh. to have, like, a teenager's perspective. So... It's a good thing we get an opportunity to talk like this. So I want to uh, thank you guys for also giving me the opportunity. This is this is inter- this is cool. So we're going to be going into our tug of war segment right now. Um, obviously, if you've not listened to our previous episodes, um, you might not know what tug of war is. And tug of war is pretty much just me and Amon. We'll be discussing a topic, going back and forth. It's not really formal. It's just more of a fun uh, argument that's based off of a prior yeah, reason. tug of war shows two opposing and then, sides and a fight to basically prove which side is a dominant so during the black lives matter movement we've seen a lot of protests and a lot of riots and a lot of online movements happen and uh, most of these movements have been sparked by police brutality and other events police brutality has been going on for a long time and especially in recent times you've seen with, we've seen examples with George Floyd, Rihanna Taylor, and more recently, um, we've seen the NBA. Um, we've seen the NBA protests um, canceling Game Five of the playoffs for almost every team, and um, we've seen the shooting of Jacob Blake, uh, which ultimately sparked this. Uh, so we're going to be discussing that today. We're going to be discussing this, and we're de- we're going to be debating certain aspects of it. Um, and please keep in mind that you know this is a sensitive topic. And we are not as credible speakers, but we will try to give our best insights and best opinions. So with that being said, Aman, let's start yes, off. So, in- so what, is, what, what is police brutality to you? 
And what impact do you think it has on our nation? As so in the U.S., according to Britannica Encyclopedia, police brutality is the unwarranted or excessive and often illegal use of force against civilians by U.S. police officers. Forms, have, forms of police brutality have ranged from assault and battery to mayhem, torture, and even, more, uh, even murder. And currently, the term police brutality is kind of concurrent with Black Lives Matter, as according to multiple, uh, multiple sources, it's seen that it's excessive in minorities compared to majority, uh, majority of the, the demographic. Yeah, so I just want to step back in reality. Obviously, I, yeah, I mean, he's talking about definitions, but I want to just talk about the real-life application. So, you know, during, um, during the beginning of our quarantine, obviously, we saw the murder of George Floyd and the police officer with his knee on his neck. And it created such a movement, such a blown, expl- it just created an explosion. And there were pr- protests around the world, not, in ju- not just in America. I remember seeing an Instagram post. There were people protesting in London, Paris, all these popular cities. And it just showed how one small moment that, uh, that became big and that became, um, that, it was like the last drop pretty much. And that ultimately set everybody into protest mode, everybody into um, set everybody into action, really. Um, and now, especially in more recent times, uh, when this podcast is being released, um, Jacob Blake was unfortunately shot seven times by a police officer. And there are many protests, especially in um, Kenesha, or I'm sorry if that pronunciation, pronunciation is wrong, um, but... Um, there, there is a protest going on, which is seven bullets, seven days, because Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back. And we've seen the NBA take immense action on this, um, especially with the cancellation of Game 5 of the playoffs, that, which was initiated by the Milwaukee Bucks. And we've seen WNBA players um, having uh, pregame jerseys with um, seven painted bullet wounds or on the back of their shirts. So it really just shows the impact that it has on our society and what plat- and what the platforms in our society are doing to take action. So, Aman, you want to continue? Yeah, we've seen the spread of this during the pandemic, and it raises a lot of questions about how people are protesting right now, because although this is a severe matter of concern for the world, not even just the U.S., and it should be really taken as something very important and very historic, we have to realize that this is also during a pandemic. So I see this to where there's two sides of protesting. There's a side that it's all only about the matter and not about the safety as well, because we, we can't just look at Black Lives Matter as the only problem on the planet. And we have to see that there, there's, there's, there's a COVID-19 going on right now. So protesting on the streets without a mask within hundreds of people and just marching that's not putting you at risk only that's putting everyone in that group and everyone that group meets and it's just an exponential impact from just a group of people protesting but then well i mean well i don't necessarily obviously i understand what you're saying COVID 19 is a big problem and i definitely agree with you on this but you have to think about recent times especially with now there being a stronger education among among all, all, all people of different varieties, different ethnicities, 
um, especially with the inventions of phones, technology is pretty much advanced and you know, pretty much anybody can record police brutality. That, this was not there during the 1950s, 1960s. Th- these same things that were happening, if not worse, in previous times. The only reason it's getting so much attention now is because we have the ability to record these things and take action. We, are, we are, have a society have definitely improved as a nation, especially. But the thing that we're able to notice our problems now and we should be taking action to fix them. Um, I read I was reading something on the Atlantic. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Videos that show the deadness in the eyes of an officer as he kicks a young woman in the face, a woman who is just sitting there peacefully on the street. So this police officer had kicked a woman in the face because she was because maybe because she was African-American and um, maybe he thought there's something skeptical around. But obviously it was uncalled for and um, it it received many backlash and um, it was ultimately very bad. Um, And you can see that, especially with Jacob Blake now. Um, And. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. But I'm trying to form my argument here, but Aman, if you want to continue, I kind of interrupted you. Yeah, bad. so um, I do agree that protesting is necessary for this, uh, for this, like event to be taken seriously by the world. But I do believe that there's ways to protest that doesn't mean going into stores, small non-essential businesses, and driving them out of business because of looting and um, injuring people who think the opposite of you going against the police when they're just trying to do their job. And if you think about it, it's it's not that police are bad. There's always going to be good cop and bad cop. So we can't just pretend that every single cop you see is bad. And also this this event has also sparked uh, like a slogan and an idea and a perspective that's held by a large group of people, which is called defund the police. And according to CNN, mm-hmm. the... Uh, the solution to police brutality and racial inequalities in policing is simple. Supporters, uh, supporters say just defund the police. It's just as straightforward as it sounds. It's just removing a sizable chunk from the budget of policing in the U.S. and driving that to other institutions such as education and mental health uh, and et cetera. And um, not only that, that's not the other theory that people are thinking of, but Another theory is obviously, you know, in the police force, not everybody's human. Everybody has their own opinions. And they're obviously going to be that group of, quote unquote, authoritarian. Uh, yeah, a racist bullies who take pleasure in pummeling defenseless black men. And according to the Atlantic, we need to take away union protections, increase sanctions, remove them from the force and prosecute them when appropriate. Obviously, there needs to be a reasonable um, form and structure in this process that needs to be created. Um, it will take time, but there's, but it's definitely possible and will be enacted, especially with um, everything that's going on. Um, I definitely think that um, police forces and police boards around the world will definitely be taking action on this. Uh, because if this continues any longer, there will be very um, severe consequences, especially, I mean, not only with the protesting, did we not see like people rioting, but we saw people killed. We saw we saw innocent people killed, and we saw stores rioted, um, and you know small businesses rioted. They were forced to close down. In addition to you know this pandemic, so I think um, 
police officers really need to take responsibility for the action. They are, they are the people. They are, they are pretty much men among men. Um, I know that's kind of um, offensive, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but police, police officers are supposed to be the good citizens in this society, and uh, unfortunately, we do have people who are opposed to that and people who are not like that. And ultimately, it's up to these organizations who are funded. They need to use that money the right way and use it properly, use it responsibly. Um, so, yeah. I'm on yeah. So, um, well, actually, I, I kind of disagree with that statement with uh, basically lowering the police in a way because the police are the only thing separating like criminals and people doing harm to the victim. They're the one thing that people who do bad and to do to, that do things against the law, they're the one thing that they're scared of. And to just remove them or publicly show that they are being less, uh, they're losing their power. It's just going to, it's just going to make everything easier for the people that don't, The defund the police program has a lot of say in the future, as one of the one of the main problems with uh, with all this pro- police brutality. One of the main causes, as stated by many police officers, is not that the police are purposely trying to uh, say that if you see something bad, just shoot them. It's just not. Not it's not like well defined. It's it's not fully. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, if you think about it, defunding the police—that it's no matter what you do, there needs to be structure. Even if you fund the police, you know, if you even if we fund these police forces millions of dollars, it needs to be going towards the right cause, right responsibilities. So within that, defunding the police is ultimately worse, and it's not it's not um, it's not smart because. If you defend the police, you're ultimately just limiting the police's um, police's resources. But you need structure in there. Uh, if you're defending the police, you're making the situation situation worse than it already is. What I'm thinking is you need to create a structure. You need to create a structure to figure out. Um, you you need to properly train police officers. You need to see what type of attitudes they they are maintaining. Are they are they actually calm in tense situations? Are they are they racist? Are they, are they, um, you know, are they portraying any hatred towards minority groups? You know, these are all potential questions and factors that need to be, uh, that need to be assessed um, in structure. So, defunding the police really doesn't make sense to me, and I definitely don't agree with it. I'm thinking with my theory. I'm thinking, and it's not my theory, but um, you know, I'm supporting this theory that has been brought about by other people. Um, but what 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 I'm thinking is that people people need to um, come together, figure out a way, and this won't happen one day, obviously. But people need to come together, either fund the police in the right way. They need to know what cause this is going towards, and um, what what they'll ultimately get in return. Because defunding the police isn't gonna do anything. It really isn't. You're just limiting the police's resources to to even protect the to. The, protect the common citizen at the end of the day and um you're just really losing the the role of a police officer by defunding the police what you need to do is create structure 
that is my final goal and final statement. You need to create structure because without structure, nothing is going to happen. I still believe that defunding the police is a valid, is a very valid um, possibility if taken in the right way. No, no, here, think about it like this. Think about it like this. My theory is like, so you've always, you've, you've pretty much heard, I know, I know pretty much everybody I know has heard this phrase, practice makes perfect. And although that may be true, you need the right practice. And, you know, obviously funding the police doesn't do anything. Defunding the police doesn't do anything. You need structure. Structure is the main thing. All these police forces need to redesign their structure of how they're training their police officers and in action and all these things. Obviously, I'm not that educated on it, but I'm sure those um, who are in charge should be taking action. And um, I, I hope they definitely are. Yeah, sorry for interrupting. Yes, okay. Continue. So, actually, I believe that the common belief of the slogan "defund the police" it's it's not it's not what it seems because it can be taken in so many different ways. They could be just removing money from the police, but I believe that defunding the police shouldn't mean taking money away from them, but redirecting money into not not equipment but training. Because th- th- that's where it seems that the um, that like uh, police are mainly lacking, according to many sources, including uh, talking from the police themselves. It's been seen that training without firearms, without uh, tasers, without all the equipment, that's the hardest part because you have to look past race. You have to look at the situation and see what do I do that doesn't require me to kill the person. Is there is there another way to do this which doesn't have to escalate this quickly? They have to rethink it from a different perspective. And I believe that in doing that, they basically remove the need for this extreme equipment. And it could even help solve other problems in mental health, in um, in just uh, the sorry hospitals and health in general, and even education. I believe that just redirecting the money can while also uh, reestablishing the training system of police will uh, is just, is a really good solution to solve multiple problems. Already, ladies and gentlemen, so this has been me and Aman, you know, just reassessing the two possible theories of assessing or solving the situation of police brutality that is currently ongoing in our nation and throughout the world. There's obviously two trains of thought and you can definitely side with one. You can do your research and figure out what is the what you think is the best possible solution. And feel free to text us, email us. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be on our next segment, which is diverse debate. And the Black Lives Matter topic that we're going to be discussing today is social differences among race. And for this segment, we do have Ashwin, so we hope that is um, a helpful addition for you guys on gaining information. All right. So with that being okay. said, Ashwin, um, take it away with your argument. This is going to be a formal um, discussion and debate. It's going to be a followed with debate style, so everybody must maintain rules and time. Oh, yeah. So with sure that thing. being said, <laughs> once again, um, Ashwin, please go ahead and state your argument and... Uh, so your claim and then your research backed up. So so when you say social differences, I assume you're talking about like like 
socioeconomic status, right? Yeah, socioeconomic okay. status. So, yeah. well, <clears throat> here's what I think. I think obviously throughout history there have been there's been a lot of um racist policies and things that have come from mistakes and poor actions of the past, right? Slavery, Jim Crow, things mm-hmm. like that. And what that did at that time, that that caused this rut to be dug in which um people of color they're 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 stuck in this like kind of economic uh they're like kind of deadlocked there almost and because of like vicious cycles of single parenthood and crime or blowing off education it, it's continued to persist and because of the the uh, amount of crime that's unfortunately been in in this community i th- um I think that it has caused this uh, subconscious bias, in a way, to exist among um, some some police officers. And obviously, there are always going to be a few racists in the world, a few racists in U.S. And I think these have are what um, mm-hmm. the what these shootings have been, right? And mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, I think what also happens that um, people resist arrest too much they're too much of just uh, complete jerks and like difficult people to these cops and what happens these cops they retaliate with even more force usually ending up in their death um and what i think needs to happen is that we need to um first stop stop letting people play the victim and kind of get them to realize their own potential realize that they're capable of more teach them how they can achieve more and tell them that um hey be respectful be a decent human being um avoid crime do your best in school uh don't have children before you're married and stuff like that and and tell them and teach them how to um even if a if a cop is really racist if he's really messed up treat that cop with respect no matter what because in the end if you keep doing that if you're as respectful as possible you won't get shot it's plain and simple without provocation there's such a small chance of being shot and um because uh, a personal uh friend of uh, of my dad's he he once had a, a somewhat somewhat uh racist encounter right and he um he he treated the officers with as much respect as possible. He didn't sit, lash out or do anything. And what he was able to do is like uh, a week or a month later, he was able to go back to that precinct and um, com- and, and file like a complaint against that police officer. And unfortunately, um, I don't think it ended up in too much disciplinary action because he wasn't super taken aback by it. But I'm sure if, if, if he like did a lawsuit or something more extreme... Uh, those cops might have gotten what they had coming to them. So there you go. That's that's my take. Um, okay, so um, I'll start off. Um, I want to disprove your point on um, where you were talking about the, you know, being respectful to a cop even if you know they are showing some disrespect towards you. Uh, so let's take it from this pers- perspective. You are an African American child. You know, you're about seven years old. And last year, your, let's say, older brother, who was 21, who was involved in, who, who, was, um, who was a good kid, but he was uh, eventually first uh, involved in the wrong group of people. But he came out and was, became successful in school and 
did go to college, um, which is um, which is a, a breakthrough for some African American children. Not all, especially because they're living in um, uh, places with low socioeconomic status. But let's say that your brother um, is racially encounters has a racial encounter with a police officer, and that police officer shot your brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, let's say you 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 are you obviously you're very sad about this, and you you are very emotionally scarred, and um, so you do whatever you can to protest against police brutality and all these things. And I don't think there's a way where you can just go up to a police officer with that situation and you know just be like, oh hey officer, um yeah, let me, let, okay, you want me to bend down so you can um, tie handcuffs around me? Okay. For no reason? Yeah, that's fine. No. What? No. I, I definitely do not think, um, based on that situation, although it is, in a, it is a minority situation, um, it definitely is a possibility, and it is happening to us, uh, to not me, but, you know, to other people in our society today. So that is something to take um, into consideration. Um, but I definitely agree with uh, most of your points. Um, especially when you're talking about, you were talking about your dad's friend. Uh, I, I know he, he what, what does, what ethnicity was he, if you don't mind me asking? He, he was uh, an African-American. Oh, he was an African-American. Yeah. So, yeah, it really just depends on the situation at the end of the day. You know, obviously we've been, there's a stigma, well, nowadays there's a stigma around police officers, you know, oh, police officers are going to shoot you or, um, oh, they're bad or, you know something like that and it's there's a stigma where we where we nowadays are you know disrespecting those who are who are putting their lives out for us and um i think it is unfortunate but it definitely needs to be there are definitely many sides to this uh, ongoing problem that need to be addressed um so, so uh now going sorry on to those, oh, go ahead. yeah so he uh, so going back to that i think um what you said in the end for i'm just gonna talk like quickly have a kind of short rebuttal almost so i think this all comes down to do we want to tell tell uh black people that um they're victims that the police are out to get them or or can we tell them to no matter what those they're typically supposed to be your protectors and if you treat them with as much respect as possible nothing's going to happen so like like that case you brought up with uh like say you're you're a young kid and your brother gets shot down well I know this is really hard. I I can't I I can't really speak for someone like that because I've never experienced it. But mm-hmm. um, you, you, sometimes you'd have to think, hey, why did that happen in the first place? Because a lot of people gen- typically they would be quick to villainize the person who killed uh, someone they mm-hmm. love, right? But at the same time, that would also almost invoke a fear, and in some cases, that that's either a fl- fight or flight. So. I think it's better to um, take the flight approach. I-, I think most people would because typically they're not armed, mm-hmm. but a police officer is. And I think if, in other words, it's just about treading carefully, but not trying to act out, not trying to show how much you hate cops every time you encounter them. Because mm-hmm. there are a few bad ones, right? But if you sh- try to show that you don't hate them, I don't think that that would result in your death. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so um, really quickly, I just want to go back to um, uh, my discussion about the low socioeconomic status. Um, obviously, we've seen, um, just as Audrey mentioned, like, you know, how African-Americans, um, they receive the low end of, they receive the low end of society pretty much, um, which is really unfortunate. I, um, I do have friends who are African-American who are in these situa- situations that I do feel bad for. Um, but it's nothing to feel bad about these, these people, they, they, let's, let's just say they're built different. They come from these low economic backgrounds. They come from what you call the hood or, you know, gang or whatever. Um, so these, these people, they were put into this position. They never had the choice or they, they never had the option to, um, to, you know, go to college or, you know, get an education, but only now recently, there have been these breakthroughs we have where we have like um opportunities for scholarships where you know nowadays the 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 teenager is becoming the first person to go to college he's becoming the the prodigy of the family um and it's just so amazing to see this happen um but with this low socioeconomic status there is the other side where you know obviously it leads to crimes um stress which leads to drug drug usage um and all these all these things and it's not ultimately not their fault they they did not choose to be in this position they were placed in this position and um it ultimately has negative side effects and uh, um i'm sorry ashan i just forgot what you were talking about when you interrupted me can you or uh, so, um yeah. wait so like just repeat like a rundown of what you, what you said there. i said essentially it's it's um stop being so afraid stop being super defensive yeah, yeah, okay, okay. When it comes to cops, just be natural, be cool. And it will be super difficult for some people who have had bad experiences. But Mm -hmm. if you don't want the same thing to happen to you, that's all you have to do. I think you just have to be respectful, calm, don't do anything rash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this can be presented with uh, pretty much, this can be presented with the same idea. And before, or you know, after I say this, you might think, oh, this guy's stupid what does he think he is you know who does he think he is like jesus or something no i'm not i'm not anybody but it's just this common ideology that has i feel like has been for god and needs to be um you know needs to be put out there once again you know treat people with love not hate and you know solve anything with love not hate it's it's such a it's such a common broad it's so broad and um in this logical world that we live in today if it almost seems like it doesn't apply, but you, it, it's, it's kind of like math, you know, as you go on um, to, you know, pre-calculus, calculus one, cal two, the math becomes harder, but what do you always refer to, to get, to get your skill, to refine your skills and get better? You always refer to the basics. You refer, it's ultimately the addition, the subtraction, the multiplication, the division that you continue to use on, that you continue to perfect. And, um, it's with the same situation, you know, obviously we live, it's like where, oh no, dude, he shot my brother. Dude, uh, dude the, the police uh, killed George Floyd. They killed, yeah, uh, they killed so many people. You know, building on that, I, I agree. Um, I think one thing I've learned from life is to always look for the best in people, like expect the best. Because if you mm-hmm. go looking out for something like that, that's chances are that's what you're going to find. If you go out expecting them to be bad, if you go out hating them, that's, well, that's what you're going to find. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, obviously <laughs> this segment is not as planned. I mean, this is our first time doing this segment. So it's, hey, it's, it's all right. It's, we're, uh, we're all experimenting. It's a work in progress. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're just we're still figuring it out, but um, it's not as formal. But it, it, we tried. Also, Amon, uh, we haven't here. gotten any uh, opinions from you. You want to contribute yeah. anything? Yeah, I kind of have a cross between both of your perspectives. I guess I'm kind of a middle ground. So, um, okay, first of all, for the segment, I believe that we should use a moderator next time. So that everything is like, <laughs> like perfect, right? Yeah. So that yeah, I, I don't think it's it's too bad right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I hope I don't I didn't interrupt any of you. I just try to find like where you stopped or something. No, yeah. no, no. You're all good. Yeah, okay. you're all good. It's, it's a conversation. Yeah. So my belief is that <laughs> there should be mutual respect between the two. So the police officer. All right. So let's say a situation occurs. I believe the police officers should approach with respect as it's their duty. And they have authority, so they should. Mm-hmm. They're the one with the gun. They should be yeah. responsible for what's going on, or they should be responsible for their own actions. And also, I believe that the person being pulled over for, like, for for example, or basically, uh, essentially the the other person, they should also show respect to the police officer, because not only is that they should, it's that in some cases they must because. Let's, for example, let's put a cop who is racially discriminant towards uh, a minority, a, a minority, and they encounter that minority. They're very likely to act out with larger influence of aggression. So even for personal safety, there should be respect. But in the end, I believe that mutual respect is the only way for the two sides to coexist without changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and going back to that uh, economic side of things, like like the the, the status and uh, how much money you have, you know, typically, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it is true. Uh, the black family household uh, inc- uh, income and wealth is like way, 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 way lower than uh, their white counterpart. So, um, and I think the best way to solve that is uh, is through like free market, you know by by doing that you allow more people to start business and you allow these people to um it allows more more opportunities to like produce you know it gives them more opportunities to like start a whatever it is like a local food business in like maybe not a not not so great of a neighborhood and by doing these things people can slowly rise up and as groups, they can start to take their neighborhoods out of po- poverty versus a lot of times uh, other people propose reparations and um, super high taxes on wealthy and, and welfare stuff. But I feel like that it's it, it's teach. It's like giving a man a fish versus teaching him to fish, you know. And um, mm-hmm. OK, yeah, that's yeah. That's um, I, yeah, I want to give you my perspective on this um, whole movement and especially the I, I understand what you're saying, Ashin, and I respect you, but I'm, I'm going to delve into another topic. Yeah, maybe. sure. Let's do it. So, um, I was really moved, you know, during, I, I don't know when, you know, when that uh, song by Little Baby, The Bigger Picture came out, it was after, shortly after, like, the George Floyd shooting, any of you guys listened to it? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Listen to it after. It's, it's a really good song. Mm-hmm. All it's a really right. good beat. Um, 
But it was talking about, you know, the shootings of George Floyd. And I'm delving back into this previous segment. But I just really wanted to share this. So um, there was this one line that moved me so much. And I happen to remember it right, right now um, while I was interrupting Ashwin's. Well, my bad. No, no, you're good. But um, it, it goes like this. So uh, let me read it. I be judging by the mind and heart. I ain't really into faces. Think about that for a second. Say it one more time. I be judging by the mind and heart. I ain't really into faces. That's that's yeah, that's good stuff, right? Like MLK said, um, we ju- we should judge people based on yeah. the content of their character, not their skin color. And the problem is, I feel like nowadays, if you if you aren't careful enough, people will get mad at you even if you talk about the content of someone's character. Like like mm-hmm. oh, sorry about that notification. Um, um, a lot of times it's just the social media, social media and stuff. It's too much of a mob. And if you say something that they disagree with, you will get attacked. And I I know, um, my opinions are typically in the minority and, um, I'm, I'm a lot of times I find myself really scared to express myself because, uh, because I'm scared of being attacked and, I feel like that's that's something that has to change. But yeah, back to what you were saying. Judging people by the content of their character is really important. And you have to be okay with judging someone by the content of their character, even if they're a skin color that is typically um that that has that has had a history of not being so fortunate, right? So mm-hmm. I think yep. that you even if there's a black person who who's judged for the for what they've done or the or, or their character or crimes you can't just say someone is racist if you were to call them a criminal or if you were to call them a, not a good person right because in that case you're not judging them based on their skin color you are judging them by things that they've done uh, as Ashwin stated you know this quote really does have such meaning and i think it not only applies to uh, you know, uh, you might be thinking, oh, why, why don't police officers think with this mindset? It doesn't just apply to police officers. It applies to us as human beings, you know. You know, just, cause, just because this guy is African-American doesn't mean he's going to, you know, steal my wallet. Just because this guy is Indian doesn't mean he's coming to my house for IT support or something like that. Okay. The, there are different people in this world who serve different functions. Not everybody is stereotyped into one certain thing and unfortunately we think of it as a joke and i at once used to think it as a joke and as one of the biggest mistakes of my life i was ultimately surrounded by you know the wrong group of people but i was able to come to an understanding and um i was able to come to an understanding and learn from my mistakes so i i've gone through that phase and i know many people not not the people here i'm not pointing out or calling out anybody but i know people that i've learned from people who've had um, the same mistakes for me and I've learned from them over the years I mean I was young I did stupid things I did irrational things but you know uh, uh, now I'm coming to this under, I'm coming on this podcast and trying to delve deeper into this situation trying to make most of my energy not against this Black, my, lives, Black Lives Matter movement but you know putting that energy towards making a positive impact yeah so you um, know Rohit uh, while I, 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 I while I agree with you about um, trying to dissolve stereotypes i still feel at the same time um obviously it it is kind of messed up that some people do find it humorous 
unfortunately humor is uh kind of is a complex uh is a complex emotion almost that sometimes you laugh at pretty dark or messed up things right but that's just the nature of humor mm-hmm. and uh, although i agree that we should try to avoid stereotyping and stuff like that because our society is moving in a direction in which we are very very sensitive to um stuff like that we still mm-hmm. need to stop raising people to be so offended by everything for like yeah, honestly for once in your life just grow a backbone and say oh i don't care what people say about me right i think that's super important if you want to l- lead a successful life you can't care about Hashtag what people care. say or think about you. you you have to just do what you feel is right what you feel is best for you and keep surround yourself with people who will support you right just you have to like yeah. unfortunately uh like a certain person on the internet has said you have to dab on the haters as corny as that sounds you have to and uh with that being said uh what a phenomenal um statement by ashwin there and i'm not talking about the dab on the haters but i'm talking about like, his discussion before that he was talking about um He's talking about the Black Lives Matter and his perspective, and um, I definitely think these are very valid arguments and very valid statements, and um, we will definitely be having Ashwin on for future segments and episodes, but with that being said, um, this is another diverse debate segment, which is obviously not as planned as we'd like it to be, but... Um, hey, you know, it's okay. Well, it's it's, it's fine to have something sometimes unplanned. Sometimes good things come out of that, you know? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I think this is a this yeah. is a roller coaster. It's fun. All right. So this is the end of the segment, and we'll be heading on to the next segment, which is Battle of the Brains, which uh, I'm actually pretty excited for. Me so, too. Uh, All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be going into our Battle of the Brains segment, which is personally one of my favorites. <laughs> So this is going to be pretty much an informal segment um, where uh, we're, me and uh, Ashwin today, because um, Aman is dealing with some technical issues right now. Um, so we can, you know, you can email us with the F in the chat for Aman or, you know, text us. But that is a little unnecessary, so I wouldn't advise that. Um, but anyways, um, the topic that's going to be discussed in Battle of the Brains is protests. And this is going to be informal. This may lead to a little bit of um, a little bit of aggressive um, arguments. <laughs> so please don't take anything seriously. At the end of the day, we're still friends. We, yeah. we like to have these arguments. It just um, helps to get the best out of both of us. So don't take. And, it, please don't take it the wrong. And way. one thing I, I want to say, uh, this is this might be weird considering I'm asking you to not hate me. But if you disagree with what I say or what uh, Rohit says. That that, just make sure that, because even if Rohit and I disagree on something, we will always be friends, right? Disagreement yes, should not be something that prevents you from not being friend. If especially in in politics, like it's either um, a, lo- a lot of what's happening today is either you agree with me or you're my enemy. And uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, a quick Star Wars re- Star Wars reference. Uh, Anakin Skywalker actually said something similar right before he turned into Darth Vader. So he said, uh, if you're not with me, you're my enemy. 
and um i think that's that's really really <laughs> that that's just a good analogy to make with um what's happening in the real world just because someone disagrees with you does not mean they're your enemy that just means they have a different mind and it's okay to have diverse thoughts and uh, uh, diverse opinions because that's what this country is about it's about diversity coming together and through uh representation through voting through democracy we come to solutions this has caused like it's just the, the we can't swing the pendulum you know it has to we have to slow it down from the other side into the middle well i don't necessarily think that's the case um they're not using that hate so they're obviously it may seem like that they're using that hate to create more hate against the other side but i don't really think that's the case i think that is a minority case i don't really think that is i think that is a little exaggerated because especially what are what are these people that obviously are not educated lebron james he was a, he's a basketball player he's not a credible you know he's not a credible historian or a credible um you know um researcher <clears throat> who has been looking at the black lives matter civil rights movement and black lives matter movement throughout history but you know historians and people they've seen this these vicious attacks that have been enacted on african americans and i don't think they're really switching the pendulum but they're trying to find a balance because there has there they've been placed out of society for so long that it's like where they will never be in the they will never live the same life again as they did you know 10 years or what i'm trying to say is that they'll never be back to oh african americans and white people are equal well the thing they, is it'll never you... be like that they've been placed out of society and the thing is they can only provide they're not trying to be vicious towards you know police officers who are typically caucasian but they are trying to um they're trying to create a movement in where people understand that this police officer some police officers are vicious i completely understand your perspective though and you're trying to say that they not all everything should be taken from a vicious point of view and i definitely agree with that but the thing is it's there's just so much emotion and so much so much Here, see that, that that's that's really that's the, composed in like a peaceful movement that's the problem though if, if you fight with emotion you're not going to convince anybody of anything you have to be clear rational and and i know and and the problem is a lot what i hear when i say this a lot of people say oh you're just saying uh you're you uh you can be calm and rational because you're privileged and what i have to say that that, that is that is um I I really don't like the privilege argument because yes well it sometimes it does exist that doesn't mean you can just throw it out as an excuse to 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 invalidate my argument. Well, I mean, let's be pretty honest here. I mean, most most people who are rational and do you know have a good sense of vocabulary and good sense of uh, It's this isn't about vocabulary. Skills, I mean, it's just about your usually, ability to stay cool and collected. They 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 are able to like for, for example like you know written art like you know they're they're privileged in the way where they can you know get, they have the opportunity to you know learn how to compose themselves and build all these speech skills and you know but people from you know let's say the hood they have been dealing they don't know the anger the only the only reason that these people are able to stay composed is that they are not first hand they have not ever first hand dealt but the with problem is a lot of these people they they it, they're, they're not, not even the majority of the, the protesters of i feel like the majority of the protesters are actually uh white people who are on the ups- other side of the political spectrum you know and and a lot of times it's 
I feel like they they're trying to just get um, support and get get like clout by trying to appear super virtuous and defending of black rights and 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 this like civil civil rights. And I think that's so just what I say to that is that I think it's I really think that's a kind of a minority case because there are people who do care. There are people there. There's there are good people in this world. Trust me, there's not everybody's bad. Yeah, believe course. it or not, in 2020. Um, but yeah, I think what you're saying is kind of a minority case, but I definitely understand what you're talking about. Um, I know a few people. I know a few um, people who do just things for the they do things for clout, do things for. Oh, I'm a, I'm a good person. Look at this. And like, no. what, what happens is that a lot yeah. of these people who have made so much money off of trying to be experts on on BLM, like there's some authors like um, there's some authors who have made certain books about BLM and trying to dispel white privilege or trying to solve racism and, and doing stuff like anti and and uh, advocating for anti-racism. While I agree we should always be anti-racist, that's an extremely important thing, people like this have have tried to manipulate it so that their surface-level arguments are super noble. They're they're really good. They call for justice. They call for uh, stopping these corrupt police officers. But if if you go to the base of what they're trying to say they want to create they they just want to get power so that they can say what they believe is anti-racism and anything that even remotely comes close to not fitting their narrative it's cancelled or it's shunned or everybody everybody gets the so-called Drew Brees treatment right Drew, B- Drew Brees, I-, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he tried to express... He was talking something about uh, Breonna he, he, Taylor. He tried to express his own opinion, back. and boom, his he was attacked like crazy. I, I truly feel bad for him. It's it's unfortunate. If, if, if you so, attack so and censor said, and well, I, silence people for just believing in something, that's that's not fair. You 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 can't do that. It, 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 we can't so turn really our country into 1984. It really comes down to moral values. That really comes down to moral values. So let me. T- so you obviously have seen in the end. I don't know if any of you guys have been keeping up with the NBA bubble, but you know that most people have, um, you know, a message on the back of the jersey that says "Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter" or say their names or you know something like that, which is um, it's a social matter and it's um, it's um, just basically says something about um, coming to a solution on the back of their jersey. Some NBA players do not have that, and they fear that they might receive backlash. And not only that, but some NBA players choose to stand in the choose to stand in the um, national anthem. I know Myers Leonard. He plays for the Port. Uh, yeah, he plays for the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, and I know he chose to stand up during the national anthem. Obviously, if you haven't done your prior research, you might think, "Oh my God, this guy's a racist. What is he yeah, doing?" Yeah, the, I, the up whole idea anthem? of kneeling versus standing during the anthem i feel that is there are always going to be bad eggs right i I feel like you can't completely just blame it all on america like like if that's the case if you if you dislike it so much during 2016 during 2016 we saw kaepernick kneel that was the first time you ever saw somebody 
use using their platform to create a movement to, to create a message or you know back then uh, back then it was not really nobody really used their platform in such a way to create a message so i genuinely believe that i know you're talking about the minority situations where they uh, and well you know because of kaepernick's situation where he did he did um receive so much backlash and you know the, he received backlash from the even the nfl heads and admin because of his opinion of kneeling during the anthem he ultimately he he somewhat lost his career i believe because of that and you know I kind of think that set the guideline for you know cancel culture, but I think that I mean, did the opposite. Think I think way. in general, See, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody has their own opinion, and everybody has something that they want to discuss. So, with the case of Myers Leonard, as I was saying, his family is actually most of his family is in the military, and because of that, he had a true respect for America and um, it's um, and all of its military forces. That's why he stood, not because. Oh, he was racist, or exactly, oh, oh exactly, this, this exactly. is that. So that, so I definitely agree with you. Austin. Like, um, there are America shouldn't be synonymous with racism. It it has been an unfortunate product of mistakes of the past, but America has mm-hmm. also been, cause, you know, some people say that we should, um, um, we should teach history with the format of teaching how it was racist from the beginning how it was built on slavery how how everything was like that but if you think about it hasn't every civilization in history had some form of socioeconomic elite controlling a minority hasn't there, so, so every, civilization every civilization had some sort of slavery been, there's always been a social there's always been social status and exactly social class. and there's always been the slave and the yeah and and the think about America and it goes America down. was one of the yeah. first countries that said we won't have a king all and all men are created equal and unfor- it, it, in the beginning it wasn't actually all men but since we guaranteed that message is from the beginning it's allow us to advance to this point it's allow allowed so much change to happen women's rights uh beca- were um, and I think it's phenomenal, actually. I think it's yeah, incredible. and I think we we should value our country for that too. We can't complete. Obviously, we we always have a long way to go. Improvement can always be made. What, but... Well, what I, what I yeah yeah. So definitely, I understand your point, but I don't think we should just sit back and be like, oh wow, look at all we did. Yeah we yeah, I, to- I totally agree. For change, and we always will. So, yeah, I, I I know. I'm not trying to you know set you up or anything like that. You you were trying to say the same thing as I was too. I just interrupted you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I definitely think Americans will continue to strive for change, especially with the shootings of Jacob Blake. They created change. The NBA platforms are going to platforms are going to continue to use from now onwards, use their use their social status and use their use it to their advantage to create a message towards us. I mean, obviously, there's a case where they might be trying to, you know, do it. You know, they may be forced to do it at the end of the day. But the ultimate goal of this it, that may not be the full interpretation of the common society and they may interpret it as a message towards them especially if they see the members within that platform enacting that enacting that um matter of social change members of members of society will ultimately feel the impact of it and decide not not they'll eventually understand although it may be forceful i feel like they would eventually understand it Understand the understand the case of, of why it's okay, why it's not okay to be racist and I 
and before we ever become a totalitarian regime, I, I think that people would come to realize realize what it re- really is before we come I, into. I still don't a think we should. Everybody's forced into. I, I still don't think we should ever have these so-called experts on racism control and take disciplinary action over whatever we do. Because like even the slightest government no policy. Someone will say, oh, nope, that's actually racist because in some convoluted way, it ends up benefiting white people and um, harming uh, uh, African-American people. And I think that's, you, you can't do that. Uh, no, con- We will be deadlocked in terms of economy and progress and everything if we have someone like that. And there will be no free speech, no free thought. And before you know it, we'll have a thought police like in 1984. It's even almost like even if we yeah, want to end anti-racism we want to end racism we can't just control people and say you are either anti-racist or you are my enemy and you are a racist there are people who so have yeah, different opinions I, but who have the same goals they just have different solutions i think i i'm like that i have the same goal hey i want to end racism i, I don't want people to get shot like this but I have different solutions or I have a different idea yeah, different of, of, of going about, going it, about exactly. it that don't involve yeah, um, exactly. violent protest or that don't involve trying to blame uh, white, today's white people for for past mistakes that have happened a long time ago. I don't, I don't believe in reparations of by taxing today's white people like crazy and using that for programs because that's that's that that's not fair to them they they might have worked hard for their money you don't know and so let me let me address this with two two types of theories here so within that moral value that has been stated that has been uh that is commonly that should be commonly accepted there are different ways of going about it to achieve it and obviously those who don't who do not you know accept that moral value they are definitely those people who would get canceled, get, you know, you know, all that stuff. But different ways of going about it and their opinions, their perspectives, they should be used rather than put then rather, you know, apply hatred towards it because their perspective is is just another is just another insight in how our country is gonna function and how we as, you know, not just a nation, but like as as a society um as how we're gonna function because there are so many aspects that you have to think about it's not just black and white that is it's not that it's really not there's so many aspects that we have to think about whether it's socioeconomic status or you know privileges at the end of the day and you you have to think about so many things so i don't think that we're going about one different way or you know, going about this way or that way or, you know, thinking one thing at one time, I don't think those can really be, those can re- really be argued for or those can be, like, uh, I don't know what, uh, go against, yeah. you can't really See, go against. you know, uh, uh, this reminds me of uh, um, something I saw. So a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my, a bunch of my friends had uh, reposted on their Instagram this post, uh, it was a meme of Hermione from Harry Potter, from the Harry Potter movies. She said, so in the movie, she goes, it's pronounced Wingardium Leviosa, not Wingardium Leviosa, right? Oh, yeah, I remember but that line. in the post, it said it's mm-hmm. pronounced racism, not having a different opinion. So 
are you trying to say that I, me having a different opinion is racist? Are you trying to accuse me of being racist? So and that, the, that brings, the point uh, brings is that, that we have I'll, a we, hold on, no. I what I feel like is we have a we we have pretty much like reassessed ourselves as such a sensitive society that we come to assume anything exactly. As, you and know, that's the that's a, the problem. As, See, there's this thing called the the the, 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 the moat nature. and the bailey. It's this sneaky tactic that the left or um I mean, can you cut that out? Just censor. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll the, okay. it, say, start off with sneaky. Start off with sneaky. Start off with sneaky. It's a super sneaky tactic that is that some people use, and what they do. So they 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 uh, you attack. So some people they attack the the Bailey is like the underlying solutions that we that uh, that we've been talking about. The the moat is the um, surface level. Everyone can agree on this, right? So moat is like surface level. Um, hey. Uh, we need to um, stop shootings from happening. Black Lives Matter. Um, we can't. Um, we need to uh, arrest the policemen who have done these uh, heinous things. The Bailey is 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 are things like reparations or um, the, the uh, a bunch of like these white privilege dissemination programs and and or um, stuff like. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like in how Christianity was formed. It's like there's this original sin that a bunch of people have, and the only way to absolve yourself of that is by joining this movement of anti-racism. And I feel that when you tr- when people try to attack that Bailey, they try well they try to attack the core beliefs that are not always the best thing. When they do that, some they, they throw out the moat as an argument. They say, "Oh no, you're you're trying to uh, say that um, you're trying to say that black lives don't matter. You're trying to say that we shouldn't do anything to help these people. You're trying to you're trying to keep them in the same economic rut that they have been in in such a long time." And then some people they have no choice but to say, "Oh, uh, I actually that must mean I just have a different opinion than you." Oh, uh, I, I, I just don't believe the same thing as you. And then, boom, you have people saying, "Oh, see that? See that? They're trying to mask their racism with, with, with." So I just want to add on opinion. I, add I think on. that's I, not I fair like at all. This idea is kind of compared to. I feel like this idea is kind of compared to you know, religious persecution and how people had to flee from Europe to um, different places to avoid persecution for not following Christianity. In the same way, if you do not accept a certain way of going about a situation or going about a particularly racist or, you know, yeah, it's, LGBTQ, it's for like example, people who are, it's like where we, it's like where as, as a human, you, you are not accepted. And, and the thing is a lot of my, society. a lot of people who I know who are, who, 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 have, who support uh, uppercase BLM, they they're good people. They they care about the things, but they they only look at the surface level stuff. They don't look at the deep, below the surface. What is this trying to do? And if you look at that stuff, it, it it's it's not good. It's trying to establish something like the thought police. It's trying to, um, uh, uh, blame blame certain blame the so-called majority for a history for uh, past crimes it's trying to <clears throat> it's like it's like i said there's this 
original sin of everybody of, of these people inherently being racist, which I think it's 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 really not fair to just accuse people of that, and and saying the only way you can absolve that is by agreeing with us. And th- that's what I had to need. Mm-hmm. That's what I think needs to stop. It has to stop being a rule of the majority. It has to stop being rule of the mob. You know, because the mob is Definitely. not always even if even if they're the majority. The mob is not always right. That's why we have things like the Electoral College. It stops that from happening. Definitely. And unfortunately, we're at a time where we this podcast eventually has yeah, to end. It's been good. And the segment especially, but I really enjoyed this segment. I I feel like my perspective from the beginning has has changed Me, yeah, with Ashwin being here. But we still disagree on certain mm-hmm. things. But I definitely think see, like like we said, it, they, about such this a small aspect of protest, yeah. we've been able to. This doesn't change our dynamic, by the way. Things. This doesn't change me, uh, me, yes. me, and this guy's uh, friendship. We are still super tight. We'll still always laugh with each yes. other, make memories, because the important thing about friendship is you're always trying to improve that other friend. And the thing that today, Ashwin really taught me something, and. I really think I really hope that you guys learn something too. You guys might be from the you guys might um, not be as educated as me, or you might have the same education as me and not know much. But I really and, hope that and, listening to this segment, especially, mm-hmm. allowed you to understand a new perspective, and hopefully, um, hopefully, take uh, take advantage of what Ash. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and you know, even if you don't agree with me even if you think i'm i'm uh what whatever you can say whatever you want about me but i i i just hope that you're able you won't um villainize others who disagree with you or me because in the end it's uh i i i do want problems to be solved just i have a different solution of things and i think we should all be able to respect each other's opinion even if we don't agree with them See what Ashwin is trying to say basically is, you may hate him, but he will, he will, he'll love you, and he will show you a new perspective. Not love, no. But I think diversity no, of perspective is like important. Diversity of thought. There's no hate att- intended towards anybody. We're just trying to d- develop and discuss a new perspective. We hope you, we hope you are tolerant of that and respect us for that, and we'll respect you too. And hopefully, you try and learn. And you try, you try to apply it, and we will also, we will continue, even after this podcast episode is filmed, we will continue to understand new perspectives and develop our own. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, that has been this podcast episode about Black Lives Matter. We, this was a juicy episode. And um, we hope you enjoyed it. We did enjoy having our special guest Ashwin here today. Ashwin, would you like to uh, say something? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm super glad to be on this podcast. This is a amazing topic that is probably going to be super important in our lives in the future. You know, so it's good that we're discussing it as teenagers. We still have a lot to learn, and I appreciate you guys for letting me be on here. All right, thank you. And don't be sad, guys. Ashwin is going to be on future yes, episodes. Yes, I will. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Please follow our uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, other socials. We are officially on almost every streaming service for podcasts, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anything you can think of. 
we're there. You can see us. You can hear us. And um, yeah, we have worked on our YouTube channel. A new video coming out pretty soon about last week's, uh, sorry, two weeks ago's uh, podcast episode. Uh, that that might be my bad. That's a little late, but you'll get it. Uh, it'll be split into segments, so you can watch each segment and learn from each one while not being overwhelmed with a huge episode. Additionally, we have a functioning website, which you can be a part of. You can sign up with your Gmail or whatever other account you use, and um, you can read our blog. Can I also plug something real quick? Sure, yeah, go uh, so I go actually ahead. have a YouTube channel if y'all want to check it out. It's called uh, Ash Tunes. I make music covers. Oh, yeah. I make uh, music covers and, um, yeah, that's it pretty See. much. So <laughs> crazy just a little club. Uh, club, plug, plug. That's what I meant to say. I love you when you come. Yeah, okay, okay. Rohit, uh, I'll, I'll let, let me stick to the covers. <laughs> Where's Docs, bro? I can all find Brad. Oh, he is. Can you please stop that? Thank you. Bro, we're not here to hear the gases coming out of your vocal cords. Dude, that was so cool, right? No, that wasn't. That was the dumbest thing on the planet. Uh, four or five. Shut the hell up. Oh, I'm on. Okay, four ten. My bad. Okay, not four twenty. We're good. Ash, when it doesn't work. Okay, perfect. So I can use that as a mute button in case. Okay, just stop you switching. Just keep it as one. <laughs> yeah. Two twenty. You guys can still hear me, right? Mm-hmm. You're yes, good. we can. Here we go. I'm excited, dude. Wait, did you say 220? What did I tell you about that number 20? <laughs> okay, 225. Okay. <laughs> Alright, stop laughing. And to, for today's episode, we have a special guest. And that is Ashwin Parameswaran. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. No, 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 stop, stop. That was horrible. <laughs> Rohit, you're screaming into the mic so we couldn't hear half the stuff you said. Okay, my bad. <laughs> can, is this better? <laughs>